Hello and welcome back to the Social Matters podcast. We are three social workers talking about social matters. My name is Nadia. Hello, I'm Fran. And hi, I'm Eugene. We're back again. We're back. <laughs> back again with the little something. What is We're that? A renegade, Once again with the renegade. No, thank you. I just people looked at Fran. Oh, no, I don't oh. know. I can only do two bars and then I'll just stop. Have you noticed our last few podcasts we're, we're doing more kind of attempted singing and rapping yeah, than actual want... meaningful chat? <laughs> and maybe we should just sack this off and start a group. What would it be called? Oh. Mm. <laughs> uh, the Social Matters. That is the driest band there has ever been. <laughs> social Workers. So, if, you know, keeping in the musical theme then, should we do like check-ins for like, using music like checking Ooh, with how you're doing yes, but yes. like it um so what you feel song? like you've got one lined up well i mean i'm always prepared <laughs> 15 lined up <laughs> yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty i'm in a good place i'm feeling really happy i'm feeling very blessed ah. so i'm gonna say i am blessed hey. i am blessed Every day of my life, I am blessed. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> wake up in the morning and I lay my head to rest. Every day of my life, I am blessed. Sorry, who's doing it? Uh, I am blessed. Me at Street. Street. I, I just um, took a back seat in this one because these guys just come up with their beautiful voices and this is me in the background. I am blessed. <laughs> I am blessed. You're holding it. Go on, keep going. Every day, I don't oh. know the words. Oh, I, I am, am blessed. blessed. Hey, hey, when I wake up. No, too much. Sorry, guys. Good after turn that mic down. Give, give me a little bit of encouragement. And then Yo, no, you say, did well, bro. Thanks. Don't pat me on my shoulder <laughs> like that. It's like, you know, the words coming up was you did well, but the part of the shoulder was like, stop it, stop it, man. <laughs> What about you, Yude? Have you got a song or, uh, yeah, yeah well, a dance for how you're feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely dance. Well, I'm feeling quite excited because um, I don't know when this is going to come out, but Game of Thrones is out on Monday. Ooh. So I'm a massive fan. I've watched all of the series back again uh, in preparation. So I have uh, my se- song. Se- I can't speak. What series is it now? The new one coming out is series eight. Oh wow! You don't it's watch been it. Eight. You guys don't watch it. No. Get out of here. I think I'm I got to podcast. five, but they were about an hour and a half. It like it. T- I mean, oh, it's basically a year commit. of your life. You need to commit. Like, no, it's not. To do in life. It's not a year of your life. You've got uh, each episode about an hour each. Seasons one to six is uh, sixty episodes. That's sixty it's hours. It's a lot. Plus of time. seven in that's that's um sixty-seven hours. That's less than two and a half days. Yeah, but you'd eat and wee and sleep in the middle of that. You wouldn't be back well, to back. That's going to take you months. Get a bucket <laughs> and get just for... Just, just Game get, of Thrones marathon. Get, and get takeaway. <laughs> but yeah, I've been excited. Sorry, I interrupted. So, so my song eight. would be... I'm not going to sing it. I'll leave it to you guys to sing. So it's I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Do, 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 do. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. I'm so excited, <laughs> and I just can't keep it from people's view. Hiding. Oh my lord, <laughs> that was a lot. Oh, what about you? Oh, yeah. I'm um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling quite happy. 
what's well, the what song is it? gonna because be? Because I'm um, no, no. no. So I, you came in too soon. So I just, I just think, yeah, I've got a bit of a spring in my steps. Springtime. Um, met up with friends last night. Um, just feeling quite positive. So I was thinking about. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Oh, yeah. Here's a little song I wrote. I'm going to sing it note from note. Don't worry. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, I didn't know. So uh, I'm sorry. Right, we need to Be we need to move, move, make a oh, segue quick now. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, guys. Um, so today we are talking about working with men. Yes. And yeah, dads. Oh, I just said dads so <laughs> randomly. But <laughs> yeah, right. when you like, put, you were like dads, comma. I was like, uh, whatever. Normal men, uh, brothers, grandpas. <laughs> Builders. <laughs> I'm not very good at this, like <laughs> leading us into the podcast. You are. Thing. You Sorry. are. But yeah, working with men. We're yes. talking about working with men today. So, Fran, you came up with this topic. What were you thinking? Yeah, I love it. What were you, what thinking? Were you thinking? Tell us. Um, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I just heard. That. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I was thinking around how often we're not as good as we could be at mm. working with men and how often men and fathers are often excluded um not necessarily intentionally but I, I was just thinking about i suppose wider discourses around caregiving and men and often you know might be working with a family and it's not even kind of been a question of where the father is yeah, yeah. Um, so i just thought it'd be good to discuss our experiences of it where we think we've seen people do it well and mm. where, where we think that it could be improved and ideas for that really yeah yeah no, that, i think it's a really great topic actually because i do come working in a um i was gonna say industry i don't know if that's the right word but working in a profession profession field where that is quite female dominated and it is quite yeah female heavy i wonder whether that sometimes reflects on the way we work with families and I think that's a really good point. And also, how does that affect how men respond to such a profession? Mm. Because if it is the case that the social workers or the professionals that you're dealing with are predominantly women and you're a man, then does that impact on how open you are as a man or how involved you are as a man? And also, when I think about what the actions that people do in the current days or the decisions that people make as a profession think about where did it all begin and even before social work started the whole idea of a caring profession has been female dominated so if you go way back in the olden olden days where men went out to war and women were nurses and did all of the caring and the kind of blueprint of that or the trickle effect of that on the ideas that people have of our profession and the men who maybe don't engage think it's female dominated and I don't need to be involved or mm. they just feel that maybe the profession doesn't accept my views or accept the way that I operate as a man. Mm. So it's good to talk about it and, like you said, share experiences and ideas. I think so often, as I said at the beginning, it can men are often kind of excluded by 
not being curious, not asking those questions. And I can remember kind of working with a case. And sometimes it starts quite early on, doesn't it? Of, you know, father not known or just assumed, not around. And then it kind of carries on, doesn't it? In the chronology and the narrative around a particular family. And obviously, you know, sometimes that is the case. And actually, you know, there might be a reason why in terms of potentially a risk in terms of father not to be contacted or whatever. But I just think it's we don't know if we don't ask those questions yeah. and I guess a, a father or, or men within the family could be um they, they may be a risk but they could also be a resource and I think it's just important to ask those questions once we start working with the family where father is and um, because I remember working with a case and similarly the narrative was dad's not around and this was a young boy kind of on the edge of care as we say at risk of going into care and I remember going to do a genogram with him and actually his dad was very much involved he saw his dad on a fortnightly basis no and way. it was just kind of not even explored and then there was a whole of family with the father that was an option to be tapped into but it just had hadn't the questions hadn't been asked because the young person lived with mum it was predominantly her family but you know it's it's kind of just not being curious sometimes isn't it that that kind of stops people from exploring men yeah i've had um experience of that as well where maybe dad himself isn't around but the family are like paternal family are around and they're a huge resource and huge support for the children that or the child that I was working with at the time it made me think you 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 said um you know the questions hadn't been asked and it makes me think about the position or the story of the social worker involved in that and maybe what is it that she was bringing or not bringing about she oh I made the assumption it was a female social worker but you know, that the social worker was bringing as to why those questions weren't asked. And this is when we talk about reflexivity. These are the kinds of things we need to be thinking about in terms of our own, what what is it that we're bringing to the work? Um, Because what a huge possible missed opportunity that might have been had you not asked those questions. Exactly. And I think it's, it's also sometimes how, again often discourses around as I said caring but maybe work so I've, I've kind of had it with families where father might be working and is not really then seen much by social workers and you know if we're going to kind of really get to know this family and what's going on for this whole family system we need to see and speak to everybody and I think sometimes that can go amiss it's kind of predominantly most of the work might be done with the mother and the children and the dad's sort of missed out completely and it's like oh well he's working or this and the other Mm. but we we really need to kind of make sure we've got a good understanding of the father or or man in, in if that's the case yeah and just continuing the chat about fathers and what you were saying Fran about discourses around that are in society it also makes me think about what is the idea of the role of women who have children compared to the role of men who have children. The maybe sometimes really public or maybe undertone narrative that the role of mum is to be the person that cares for her child and a a father caring for his child is a bonus in in just to really demonstrate the contrast. So if a mum is able to do all that is required from a social work perspective to safeguard then that's enough. So I think the idea of good enough is what's stopping maybe somebody from going to explore the role of the father. But if a father is adding to it, then yeah, it's a bonus. But if he's absent, then it's not the end of the world. Whereas I've been in situations and I I almost measure my internal barometer of that. So I've been in situations where in the past, maybe I haven't engaged the father as much as I should have. But I've also been in situations where there's been a single father but then I find myself being super curious about where the mum is, why is she absent? And that's an impact, or that's a, an example of how, regardless of where we are, 
who we are we are affected by wider discourses and it's important that you said Nadia from a um, reflexive perspective to think about that and think about what are the influential factors on my perspective definitely because I think if if a mum wasn't around people would ask more wouldn't they whereas I think sometimes if a father isn't the the questions aren't asked and I've worked with a few single fathers and kind of doing parenting assessments and again I, I, I do think consciously or unconsciously thinking reflectively I think Often these fathers were noted to be sort of high, more higher judged than by professionals, I think, and, mm. and almost have to prove themselves more because yeah. it's it's um, not necessarily the norm in this country. So, yeah, I can't help but think looking back at some of those, it was almost like, OK, they need to do extra, which it shouldn't be. Yeah, I've, I remember um, a father who had yeah sole custody of, of, his, of his two children. And I remember him speaking about how even like in society it's just not set up like you've got mum mum and baby groups or you've got you know you don't have like groups that are standardly for for dads or mm. um the, the way the support is kind of set up structurally socially like yeah. it's just it's just not yeah. there and I just remember feeling for him so much because it's quite a lonely place to be um because mm. he didn't he didn't necessarily have a a, a network in the way that a mum would really easily have be able to set up a network. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a really good point. And I, it makes me wonder and of how does that impact on the the individual. So in your situation, if it's a father that's maybe a single parent or a father who has shared the parental leave, so uh, the mum has gone back to work sooner, and then the father has taken off the majority of time and and been the one who looked after the child. I wonder how this impacts on how they engage with such services and then I I I use that kind of same equation and think about a father who works with social care and if the idea of social services like we said before is completely or predominantly female uh, dominated or there's a narrative that fathers are looked at through a risk lens first and through a strengthful helpful supportive lens then after a couple of interactions, if that is played out, then this may cause a, a father to not engage as, as, as much as they would have. For example, not being invited to a meeting or assumed not to be involved. Why would you want to engage with a person that maybe make assumptions of, of you from, from that angle first? Definitely. And I think sometimes a narrative might be built up around a, a father and then, then we can be guilty sometimes if we're not careful of of adopting that. And I think, as you were saying, Nadia, earlier, before we started recording, around a single story and just allow, like, limiting that single story. And actually, you know, we talk about the importance of being systemic. I think sometimes people can be quite unsystemic when it comes to men, and yet we encourage it within other aspects of our work. But then it's you no, know, the dad is X. Um, so yeah, it's important that we think about how we thicken that and get yeah. kind of different perspectives. Yeah, I was talking about the single story in relation to men that we work with who've been domestically abusive and violent to their partners. And I think that that is a really, can be a really tricky area to kind of navigate and manage and think about balancing risk and that sort of thing, because you don't want to just hold on to the single story that this man's perpetrated domestic violence therefore he is a bad human being to the core of his soul like actually he's a multifaceted person who has had different experiences will have a different story or will be able to contribute to us thinking about him in a different way and we need to think about untold stories that we don't know about him um Mm. 
and yeah try and just be a bit more curious rather mm. than writing him off because I think as well I've had complexities of where he yes a man has been quite domestically abusive to his partner but he is able to bring some value as a father and then what how then do you manage that because yeah holding on to the single story means that your practice then becomes very oppressive and excluding yeah um, I think that's a really good point and a really good example of how you can still work with, in this case, fathers who have committed violent acts. Because I think to be curious or to think about uh, a perpetrator of domestic violence in another light, except for the perpetrator light, doesn't take away from accountability. So they will and should be accountable for their actions from from a perspective of safeguarding. But your example is great to show that it's not where it should stop. That's not where, because from a child's perspective, having their father involved in their life, if necessary, it be managed in a supervised contact situation. But if there's no, not a risk to the child, then it's about exploring that and seeing how the father can be involved because there should be accountability and a responsibility on men as well as women because I think sometimes things are set up maybe unconsciously in domestic violence and situations when it is a domestic violence incident between a man and a woman where the woman is the victim survivor of domestic violence but then in the immediate aftermath of dealing with uh, or suffering harm a lot is unconsciously placed on the woman to protect your child to attend meetings to move house to change all your bank accounts to possibly move to a refuge where you're moving away from all of your support networks to split with your partner and if you don't do some of these then you're not safeguarding the child so again it it takes away responsibility from from the father so yeah so i want to ask you both a question i love doing this to you guys Um, (laughs) coming out in hives yeah. <laughs> sweating how let's let's use a scaling question so on a scale of one to ten how good would you say you guys are at including or working with men in terms of thinking about practice with men do you want to go for it no okay i'm okay. thinking of a number <laughs> um i would say six if i'm honest and i would say six because i am thinking about my journey as a social worker and uh, and I think it's got better as I've gained more experience and I'm thinking about like all of the stuff we've said around the dominant discourses how that has unconsciously impacted on me and also my own personal experiences of having a strong mother and whether that's a factor in my own kind of uh, biases impacting on where I believe the the bulk of the effective work should be done Mm. but i think as a man maybe one day i will be a father and then i it makes me think about oh well i would hate for somebody to look at me as being a person who had an inferior role in a in a parental relationship because i'm going to be all up in there i'm going to be the lead role battling for that attention (laughs) so it's important and it has been important for me to um, take a step back and put myself in the shoes of a father regardless of what they've done and think that yes it's important to engage them and it's important for the children to have their father's influence whatever level that is going to be but their father's influence in their lives so as a social worker I feel we play a role in in that so I have to play a part. Thank you I think I'd probably be about can we go half? 
You can go half. <laughs> you can go. I was going to go eight, and then that felt too high. So, but then I was going to no go seven. Way. But I'm going to go eight. I'm going to go eight. I think I've been quite good at working with fathers, but again, I think that's around context. So a lot of my work has been with families in proceedings. And when proceedings are issued, so when it's got to that stage, often, you know, you will find the father and contact them. Mm-hmm. So they will be able to be sort of party to proceedings. So I, I think the nature of it was that often the f- the father, you know, would be included in that way. But I suppose it did bring its challenge because sometimes the parents were separated and not seen each other for some time. Um, if there had been domestic violence, you know, about things being retracted and, and with women feeling that suddenly this partner has a lot of information and about their business. So historically, I've been quite good at doing it. But um, yeah, saw the challenge challenge as well. Mm. What, what about you? Do you just oh, want to explain um, proceedings just so people who don't? Um, so I suppose, as you said earlier, you sort of talked about the kind of different levels and so maybe early help and then thinking about sin, child in need and then and then child protection. This is around thresholds of risk. So when it gets into proceedings, that's in care proceedings and it's normally 26 weeks to see about where a child's going to be mm. placed. Just for the listeners. Yes. So in court. In court. Missed out the C word. <laughs> Don't bring the yeah. C word into this. Yes, proceedings yeah, so in, co- in court. court. Yeah. Court, pr- court proceedings, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that, like you, Eugene, uh, it's kind of my numbers changed over my career. Initially, I don't think I was, I was not good at it at all. And it's only through work that I've done and experience and also development through training about thinking about myself and what I bring that it's made me more purposeful in thinking yeah. about including dads because I know I didn't grow up with a dad and so that kind of you know male presence is missing in my life and so yeah. thinking about why why would I ever unless I'm giving it conscious purposeful thought think about it being present in the work that I'm doing so mm-hmm. it's things like it's things like that in terms of like reflexivity that's made me um, think more and be a bit more purposeful about including men. And actually it brings so much, even if they're hard work and even if they're really difficult to work with, it brings so much to the work that you're doing and actually helps dads to feel more included. um, If if you are trying to, even though, you know, they might not want to turn up for meetings or, or whatever, the fact that somebody's interested in what they have to say, I mm. think it's quite powerful. And yeah. I think it's, I think it's really important because it's not just thinking systemically. You're not just working with one aspect of the system, like just mum or just the child, you know, there is a whole other cog, I guess, um, mm. in the system that needs, yeah, addressing. Thank you. And I think it's really important point about the reflexivity and I guess your own experience and not, necessarily growing up with a father and I think that's important isn't it to think about our relationship with kind of men fathers and how that that does impact in terms of issues of sameness and difference if it's something that you didn't have perhaps growing up will it be something that you don't think to look out for or or the opposite so I think that's a really helpful point now to think about how we yeah use reflexivity to think how that influences our practice you just made a really good point actually you said about dads and men and you know sometimes in the work that you're doing maybe it's not just your dads that you're working with but maybe like past partners or like you know yeah boyfriends or whatever that you might have grandfathers some families live together the role of the grandfather in the network is important yeah um older siblings brothers yeah absolutely yeah it's not just dads yeah and i think it's 
important to think about your involvement through the eyes of the child so no matter how much you feel and what you were saying now is a good point around your own, own experience of men growing up and I think it's important to look at your involvement or your interactions or your decision to contact or work with men in the family through the lens of the child like what would the child want to happen if the child came back and looked at their records they would have want they would want to have seen that you've tried and you've made attempts multiple attempts to engage with their father their uncle their brother whoever is the key man or men in their life and if it is a case that they're not engaging then they're not engaging but to not try and get involved or work with men at all then that's not doing justice to to the child and it was just making me think about because we are all different and I'm thinking as a man I'm curious about my experience of working with men but for you guys as as women how has it been working with with men what have Mm. been the advantages what have been the challenges for me I think that as the more that I've done it the more I'm like it's what we should be doing it's what I should be doing initially I didn't I didn't have much of a I was always I was always a bit of a tomboy so I always kind of like hung around with guys and whatever but in terms of having fathers around in my life I, I don't I don't really have much of a kind of thought about that fathers that I did know yeah, they weren't always great role models. So <laughs> I'm just trying to, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I think that it's definitely been purposeful. I've said that word loads, but it's definitely been a thing where I've had to give it a lot of thought and yeah. actually it has brought a lot of value. Mm. Some some dads that you work with, they're just, some are like some mums as well. Like they can't, they're not safe yeah. for their children. You, yeah. Sometimes you have to accept that um and um and then yeah go from there but i do think that it is something that i i i I quite enjoy it i quite enjoy it now because i think it's it brings a lot and i remember specifically working with a mum and dad where the concerns they weren't huge concerns it was child in need case but i was very mindful me and my student were very mindful of being very equal in terms of if I've called mum to tell her this thing, I need to call dad and tell him that thing. If I'm inviting mum to this meeting, we need to invite dad as well. He might have to go to work, cool, but we'll send him the minutes afterwards. And there was a lot of thought given to including him. And he, at the end of it, when we ended up closing, just gave some really lovely feedback that Mm. he hadn't felt judged as a dad because there were some, the majority of the risks sort of laid with him, but Mm. we were purposeful, again, sorry, about including him. That's a good word to use. You're using it purposefully, so it's (laughs) fine. And there's a means to the end of the word. You could say that it's a purposeful use of it. There we go. Um, But yeah. That's what I just said. You just made my joke. Sorry, go um, but yeah, it, ultimately it had a positive impact um, mm. because we were really thinking about him and including him. Can I ask you a question though? But what was it purposeful? <laughs> um, Thanks. The purpose served its purpose. <laughs> it was purposeful. But I, I agree. I um, I like working with men. I, I, as you two both said, I think it's something I've got better at. I do think the context of my work, often being in, in court proceedings, lended itself to that. But also, I, I, I guess, I you know, my proactivity. But I think some of the challenge has been around, I suppose, as you said, with that 
feedback from that father of him not feeling judged some of the challenge has been often from the outset the fathers that i've worked with have felt quite judged yeah and that there's a sort of pathologizing dominant narrative around them and i think it's been navigating that so perhaps from the outset they've kind of come and really wanted to tell their story i've really made an effort to hear it and um, because i think they've often felt that they're on the back foot so it's been ensuring that i offer that that space to hear it but that's some of the challenge i think where it's kind of come a, li- a little bit i suppose defensive understanding where that would come from and um, because i think they feel that decisions are often already made and that they've been judged so that's something i like to do a lot yeah for, for me i think the similarities in in gender has has benefited me when i've worked with fathers and engaged them i think they are often surprised to see a, a man in in social work and this has changed over the years i think more recently we have uh, probably from my just counting more men in social work than we did like 10 years ago that similarity um sets me off on a good foot because i think men's ideas of masculinity comes into it and i've experienced some men try to maybe in inverted commas be a man's man and then be defensive but then later on engage or some people just really some men really just engage um straight from the off and i think that similarity means that i found it easier to engage in in some conversations when i talk openly about the possible challenges or what they could go through and that has helped to work with them in a longer term and keep them engaged but yeah i think as you said nadia there are situations with men in in children's lives whether it's fathers or or whoever but also with women where if the risk is there our highest context what's most important and for us in our in our roles is to safeguard and protect so if we need to put things in place to do that then it has to be done yeah so um just looking at the time and just thinking we're probably coming to the end um, as usual let's think about our top tips for our listeners about working with men and maybe not just yeah because obviously everyone who's listening is not a social worker but maybe like a i don't know tip for the non-social workers listening as well I think for me, it is around be curious, be curious, be curious, ask those questions, ask who the man on the sofa is, (laughs) ask who the man upstairs is. Um, No, and I I think just, yeah, be interested and and ask the questions for me. And I think in relation to being curious, I would say think about reauthoring some some stories. My experience in, in social work is a lot of the time that men are spoken about when working with a child is initially through a lens risk or the first kind of narrative is that the guy's risky or he's absent so it's about trying to reauthor that story and maybe be curious and tell that story from a different angle he's scared he he's unsure about what it means to be a father and that's linked in with being curious and then seeking to go and explore that by actually engaging the father and then in, or, or the man in the child's life and then not engaging him with the idea of he's risky first but engaging him through another lens and with another story i can't think of anything to add your point around reflexivity (laughs) (laughs) but but the point around reflexivity was oh Oh, yes okay so oh sorry um for yes to think about what it is that you're bringing to the work and um your own views of men in your life uh either partners uncles granddads 
dads and yeah how how that then impacts on how you view the world and what you value is is important so yeah so we have been free social workers talking about social, social matters. matters um you can find us i'm gonna i'm gonna try go, I'm gonna go, try. Go. right i believe in you so now. you can find us on instagram at matters podcast also find us at twitter the same at matters podcast you can also find us on facebook the social matters podcast yes my dear yeah bye take care see you next time